good method. That's one really nice part about the uh, digital advertising is that you can make it more unique. You know, when it's in print, it's kind of one one little thing, but the, the digital advertising you can throw on a video or you can throw in. Uh, for a while, the, the hot topic was stock photos, making them look really pretty or, or some articles. And you'll see a good amount of that. And we're, trying, we're now trying to offset that with more organic content. And uh, I know there's a lot of other rental operations that are doing some great stuff out there. I think Arvada Rentals comes to mind and uh, Rental Max, places where I've seen some great organic content. And we're going to start implementing even more of that with our level as well. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Today's sponsor is Paige Sachs, senior internet marketing consultant with Reach Local. If your goal is to build your online presence, drive leads to your business, or manage the leads and engage your current customers, please give Paige a call at 650-678-9975. Our guests today on Peer Talk are two great guys, Robert H. and Robert W. Pedersen. Robert H. is the father. He's the third generation uh, owner of a tool shed in Santa Cruz, California, multi-site operator. And Robert W. has joined him and is now uh, very active in operating the company. They are going to address today's topic about generating market awareness, especially in a metro place. Thank you for joining Peer Talk. We have another exciting episode for you today. Today, we have a very special day with the Pedersons, who are the owners of A Tool Shed, and they're based in Santa Cruz, have multiple locations around the area. And today we will be focusing on the topic of creating media market awareness in your area. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Dan. Good to be here. Thanks for having us, Dan. Now, should I call you Rob and Robert be the um, elder statesman? Yes, I go by Robert, and we we had this I had to break this up because of the same name in our company too. So I'm Robert, and uh, uh, my son is Rob. Got it. Excellent. So let's start with um, Rob first, because um, Rob's obviously younger, and I want to hear a little bit about himself, how he found himself uh, entering into the rental industry and and becoming part of a tool shed. So go ahead, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my background is a little varied. Uh, I'm extremely fortunate, but um, I, I grew up uh, with the rental industry. I worked in the yard as a young kid, like many uh, rental owner operators, picking up bolts for money, five cents here, whatnot, rags, etc. cetera. Uh, and then uh, was a, a full yard uh, personnel in, in high school, which is fantastic. Uh, but from there, I went off to the Naval Academy and uh, did uh, 11 years and flew in the the Navy as a helicopter pilot, Ooh, wow. uh, and uh, once the the opportunity came to, I finished up my basically uh, contract there and, and required time. Uh, it was presented to me the offer to come back into the family business, and I decided to take that and uh, maybe provide a little bit of an exit plan, but also just get to join back into be the fourth generation and what is a, a fantastic uh, company organization and, and still working with employees that have been with us for 
you know, 30, 40 years. So um, getting to jump back into that, I'm, I'm really happy and fortunate to do that. So. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. And I, and I remember when you appeared on the scene and I had yet to meet you and I had worked with Robert for a while. So it was great to see uh, some of the next generation getting getting involved. Robert, why don't you tell us about your background and, and how you found your way into a toolshed? Uh, my background, well, same thing. I grew up, I, I'm third generation, so I did the same thing. Grew up in the in the rental business as a kid, picking up rags for, you know, money and and went from there. And then uh, in high school, uh, part-time, uh, college in the summers, uh, worked, um, you know, for the company. And then uh, I was on my way to law school and um, my dad and brother asked me to help come back that summer and we opened up one store and the next thing I know, I was working with him, opening another store and opening another store, and well, I just loved it, so I never went, never, never went back. I just stayed with the with the business and, and uh, uh, went on from there. So the business was started by my uh, grandfather back in 1945. So um, it's great to see the fourth generation coming on now for this this family. Thing that I find uh, crazy is. Um as you said, fourth generation and the possibility of a fifth generation is just unheard of in this. Or it's probably exists. Do you guys know of any other um, rental operations that have four generations at this point? I'm sure there's a few, um, but not uh, not many that are actually in the same family. Some have, you know, some have sold uh, so that they were there. They started back in the 40, 45, but uh, they're no longer in the same uh, the same family. Um, actual fourth generation of ownership. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple of them out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually trying to think of them, and I I cannot think of anybody in the fourth. <laughs> but if but let's just say if Rob has a uh, a baby boy, oh, you probably already do. But uh, I hope you named him Rob, so we have another uh, <laughs> you know struggle for your um, facilitators and your peer group people to figure it all out. So. Appreciate that. So tell us, so a tool shed, you know, you started it by saying, you know, bought a second, bought a third, you know, give us the whole lay of the land. Tell us all about a tool shed and, you know, how many locations geographically, where do you cover all those good things? Well, we currently um, have eight locations. We're in the process of actually opening back up our, our eighth location right now. And we cover the, uh, uh, the Silicon Valley area out in California. So basically it's uh, the cities of San Jose, Campbell, uh, Santa Clara, uh, so Santa Clara County, Monterey County, Santa Cruz County, San Benito County uh, is where, our lo- where we're located. So we, it's kind of a large geographic area in the, in the center part of, our, of California that we're, where we uh, encompass. Mm-hmm. Um, started off with you know this, this the small stores and then and grew from there. We did have at one point a party rental company with three locations and we were up to eleven locations prior to the recession mm-hmm. and had to had to shrink down, sold off the party rental company and shrank our equipment rental company down to the seven locations and actually went went down to six and then we're you know now expanding with the with the good economy and everything else that's going going forward. So. Um, and I'm lucky enough also to have uh, Rob's sister has joined us this last year, too. So that's another uh, part of the, the fourth wow. generation. She's working in the business now also. She's been here for a little over a year. So Excellent. And um, you're, so are those properties uh, affiliated with you guys, or are you under a lease arrangement with those um, businesses, the properties? 
We own most of the properties. Uh, there's a few that are, are still leased with the um, intent of purchasing them at the point that the owners want to sell them. Um, but uh, we, 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 they, the owners are still uh, pretty tight on holding on to their property at this point. Now, did you guys cross that um, holy threshold of an, 100 employees at this point, or nope. where are you at? You're below. We're not there. <laughs> around 90 or so so it's 90 and then everybody becomes part-time no <laughs> <laughs> really well the 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 hollowed ground really is when you cross 50 that's when uh we find that um you know it it becomes there it, there's a huge human resource element that needs to be really well developed in those organizations so uh, you guys cross that plenty long time ago so not an issue but today's topic is market awareness and generating awareness of your business uh let me ask you this have, have you guys had the chance to uh establish um your mission statement or your values or vision for your, your company anything like that yeah we've uh so our, our mission statement is to create an exceptional customer experience um we also lean heavily on the fact that we are family owned and, and uh, continue to operate that way. And that's something that we try to market to as well. And that, I think that's something that differentiates us from, say, another rental company or a national where we can have those honest conversations and, and you have that reason. Um, and it uh, we, we get back to the community and, and try to show that as well. So um, that but that's our, our mission statement is, is working on making everything, every interaction that we can to the max extent possible an excellent customer experience excellent very good that's a good one i like that so clearly um you've given some thought to not just going out into the marketplace but really having something to say about your company and how you're different from others so your differentiation is is um probably active in your in your market strategy so let's talk about that so you guys sit in a market let's say most parts south of uh, San Francisco, the te you know the city of San Francisco, San Jose is probably your first major market, right? Where you're closest. That's correct. Yeah. And so, from that perspective, have you done any advertising in the marketplace? Um, and that could be in the form of advert, um, old school adverts like TV, radio, anything like that. Yeah, we. Uh, I would say our, our marketing strategy. Uh, pays a good or gives a good portion towards those kind of older school uh, the advertising methods. So our radio ads, we try to keep them really fresh. Uh, I think the content is key with some of those. Um, you know, kind of my my vision of it is that when you turn on your car, usually it defaults to something, and that could be the radio. It's most likely the radio. And same thing on, on job sites. Most people don't have their MP3 players or podcasts rocking on a job site. So the radio, I think, still gets a good amount of coverage, even though uh, some may say that it's not the best uh, option. But I think for our line of business, it is still a, very much a good option. And then we also focus on um, advertising and on Hispanic you know, radio stations as well as English radio stations. So trying to cover the gambit, which is the population that uh, that we're serving down here. Excellent. Well, and again, I the reason why this is such a great 
podcast to talk about these things is you are in a metro where you know you're you're so tightly covering the market you can almost calculate your market share and know that uh, television in your market radio in your market has this type of impact right so it's it's kind of not everybody can say that we have a lot of members who have one location or two locations and they're in a major metro and they wouldn't necessarily want to buy all those eyeballs but in your case it, it does seem to make sense right yeah that's correct and our our television advertising is uh is very focused um usually use, using uh like comcast so and using sports and so we're, we're focusing it towards the audience that uh that is our our customer our blue collar customer so to speak uh, whether it be a homeowner or a contractor um we don't we don't do any more. There's no more yellow pages or anything like that. That's long gone. Um, mm. But we do we do still do some print advertising, and it's again focused towards the um, the homeowner in the home and garden issues and of, of local newspapers that they go out or or magazines that go out in in our local area. Um, so that's the print advertising that we still uh, focus on, <clears throat> and then we get into uh, some of the newer um, advertising the uh, social media and uh ad campaign adwords campaigns okay so we'll, we're going to talk about that in a minute but let's let's hit a pause button on that and uh, just to reiterate um you know you mentioned homeowner versus contractor what how do you see you know obviously when you start to design ads part of it is to say this is how we're different uh, but you're also thinking about the demographic and the psychographic of the individual you're presenting that ad to. So how do you, how do you decide on that? What's your breakdown between homeowner and contractor? Well, we don't really break down uh, the whole uh, that too much. But when we do, are doing an ad, uh, like a print ad for um, a home and garden issue, obviously we're going to focus the ad. The pictures will be like somebody mowing a lawn or something along those lines. Where if we're going into an ag magazine or going into uh, you know something else that's more on the construction side, it'll be a picture of a, a one of our forklifts or a Ford uh, a, you know Ford reach lift or or a backhoe or something along those lines. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so in the when we do our TV advertising, it's a broad spectrum all the way across. It shows both our homeowner uh, equipment along into our construction equipment, and we talk about delivering equipment. So we'll actually have a, like a forward reach lift being loaded up onto one of our delivery trucks or something like that in, in our um, our television advertising. Continue to focus in that area and promote it? Or do you pick an area of assets where it's like underutilized and you want to get the word out? So how do you see that? And and while we're on that topic, who do you, who do you consider the big marketing head in your in your business? Is it going to be Robert or Rob at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning it over to this is Robert and I'm turning it over to Rob. Uh, we have been slowly turning this stuff this marketing stuff over to Rob and um our, my daughter Megan. She's actually the, going to be doing more of the marketing as she gets more and more into the thing. So Rob's been, you know, kind of doing it, but Megan is really stepping up uh up into it right now and that's going to be that is part of her her job uh, description. So she'll be she'll be doing the marketing going going forward. She's in on all of our conversations at this point and starting to design some some ad campaigns for us right now. So um, <clears throat> that's where that's where it's headed in the future. Yeah, and, and, and we, Andrew, 
to your point, um, your point on you know targeting specific pieces of equipment, uh, we haven't. You know, there's been some that we've identified that have been underutilized. I can use, for example, a one-person auger uh, or a self-propelled auger. Uh, we had these, and we sent them out when, with a trailer and all the bits that you need. So it's it's a really nice little combined package. And we had just a couple, and they weren't really making that much money. But we started sending those out with some of the homeowners and, and kind of pictures and, uh, and then including videos uh, on our online advertising with them in use and we've seen a lot more utilization of that tool so that's that's been one success story where we've kind of focused on that and that's really one of those items that a homeowner could find great use of or even a contractor if they don't have a full team now with labor being what it is uh where, where it makes more sense and maybe people weren't looking at it beforehand so well let's bring uh social media and internet into play here so tell us about the origin of how that started and you know how that's evolved over time oh boy uh, it started. Uh, well, we're in we're in Silicon Valley, so it started a long time ago with us. Uh, we've we've been involved with uh, with uh, Google AdWords and and uh, social media uh, for a long time. Uh, we've used a couple of different companies in the past, and uh, one of them being Reach Local. Uh, we started off with them probably twenty years ago. Um, we're with them for five years, and then dropped them for a while because uh, the, the our our representative wasn't doing what we thought that they should do, and then picked them back up with our current re- uh, um, representative, uh, Paige Sachs, and she's been doing a fantastic job, not just for us but for the rental industry um, in general. Um, she actually has had a booth at the ARA show and at the the California Rental Association show. Uh, for the last couple of years. So she's really targeted our industry and helped our industry step up when it comes to um, the the social media um, and and uh, that campaign. And she's helped our company uh, tremendously on that thing. Also with the you know the YouTube videos that we put out um, through the social media is another another thing that we focus on. No, it's been a it's been a great it's been a big change. We've uh, dumped obviously all of our um, old Yellow Page advertising that stopped a while ago, and it all went into um, the use uh, with with Reach Local. Mm, excellent. And and you know along those lines, have you guys uh, also started to move? I mean, the last four or five years, the trend seems to be to use whatever you have in place in with regard to social media, internet options to also focus on possibly getting some employment uh, opportunities out there, making sure people are aware that you're, you have some available positions. Yeah, we definitely will throw out some you know, now hiring or, or a blurb, uh, you know, the labor market being what it, what it is right now. Uh, and hopefully we're starting to come and see the other side of that. And I think we're feeling a little bit better now, but um, that's been a, a good, good method. That's one really nice part about the uh, digital advertising is that you can, make it more unique you know when it's in print it's kind of one one little thing but the, the digital advertising you can throw on a video or you can throw in uh for a while the, the hot topic was stock photos making them look really pretty or or some articles and you'll see a good amount of that and we're trying we're now trying to offset that with more organic content and uh, i know there's a lot of other rental operations that are doing some great stuff out there i mean, our auto rentals comes to mind and uh rental max out of you know a few places where I've seen some great organic content and we're going to start implementing even more of that with our level as well. 
Yeah, I know. We we try to do, um, you know, when we see good content out there from a member, we try to promote it at peer executive groups to get it out there so other members can see, you know, how it's being used in those different marketplaces. Because even though we're doing social media and Internet, we're catching it there, um, it does – you can still target geographically, right? So you can still um, have – plenty uh, more eyeballs in a local market looking at your products and services, even though, you know, on a national level, we might never use their products and services, but um, they're there. So there is this this kind of added benefit. I think the key, though, is to identify how do I get this targeted to my general market people who will actually use it, right? So, you know, one of the topics we talk about in peer groups is financials and budgeting right so i gotta ask you this now i'm gonna put you on the spot so but you gotta answer truthfully so a do you budget for marketing a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, we uh we do budget um but it's a it's a flexible it's a flexible amount um because as as we as things things come up um we'll 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 take a look at it and if it, it happens to go over our budget you know we'll take a look at it and say well yeah we can stretch it a little bit more this year to go for this but the, our biggest budget the uh, item is for the radio and tv and we do set a budget on that and we work with we work with a, an agency on that um, so we know what it is and we know the time frame that they're going to be they're going to be going uh through the the whole thing we also have a budget when you know when it comes to uh, um reach local but as far as a, an actual budget for the whole advertising campaign, we actually have it broken down into print, uh, social media, and uh, radio and TV. Wow, that's excellent. So you've clearly given some thought to it. Obviously, when you've had success over time using it, you're going to continue to use that vein and say, okay, here's how we're going to spend our money. Um, but yeah, I, I look at it as uh, you know we see the numbers every year coming in from the peer group members. Uh, what what do you think would be put ask I'm going to ask Rob this. So Rob, what do you think uh marketing as a percentage of sales typically is in the peer groups? Well, I think uh what I've seen, you know, so far is it's a uh, it's less than what we do. Um also <laughs> that, that, and I know that you've brought this up to our attention too at times and uh there but there's there's different different ways, you know, right now we don't um, <clears throat> operate a, a huge sales uh, team, you know, that's out yeah. in the field. And I think that this offsets that to a certain extent of uh, rather than having somebody approaching people, we're, we're hedging on, on this side. And that's not to say it's the right way to go through 100%, but it's definitely one that has worked for us um, with our market. And, and we're also, you know, all of our locations are more or less local to each other. They're about 30 minutes apart. So we can kind of saturate and work that. And it, it might be less uh, costly than having a whole army of, of sales team out there as well. So, you know, I, I will say anybody who has the systems behind it, like you, you all have the system behind it. To me, I'm comfortable going outside those, those percentages, right? Because uh, the goal is to say, hmm, you know, if you know what you're doing, if you're just going to you know, dilly dally and spend the money and say, oh, well, you know, 2% of my revenue went to marketing, then that that's one way to handle it, right? And and by the way, I include in there gift giving, contributions, donations, because ultimately, uh, you know, you're a good community steward, you're trying to do some good things for the, for the area. So that becomes part of generating awareness of who you are, what your values are as a company, all that. So that's marketing too. 
That being said, I, I'm up for 5%. I can see where organizations that use 5% of funds to market and develop their company usually see a little bit more growth than usual. And ultimately, usually that 5% might come back down to 3% because you're obviously generating more revenue from it. So so there's some different things that can happen with that. But you all are north of 5% or where are you at? <laughs> north of 5 we're, we're definitely north of 510. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. All right. That's a whole nother episode. Um, but I will say, so let's let's see, what did we miss here? So we, we talked about, you know, the message being tied to who you are, values, vision. Uh, we talked about how it might be related to specials. Tell us about that. Have you done any recent specials and seen some results from it? Or are you more of an just awareness generation? No, we do specials um, because, again, um, even though we're in California and the weather's beautiful all, all year long, um, it does rain here occasionally. I, you know, it hasn't rained since December. I'm not sure we're going to get any more rain, but when it does rain, we fo- we do focused uh, uh, advertising on uh, the water pumps, generators, things like that. So um, we do focus um, our advertising campaigns on the seasonality of the equipment and, and what's going on at that time. Uh, so the most like he Rob brought up one campaign where we were trying to promote a single piece of item, uh, single piece of uh, rental equipment um, to to promote it, and it, it actually was a very successful campaign. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I, we tend not to do a single item like that. It's more of a general a general thing uh, based on seasonality. So the the this last season's ad campaign was not very successful because we ran it in hopes of a of a real winner um, and some water pumps and generators and things like that. And it never came to our part of California. Mm, mm, good point. Okay. Now last, last uh, topic for this show is, you know, the sponsorships and uh, show participation. Uh, what, tell us about that and, and how do you guys manage your calendar um, you know, you got 12 months of every year uh, that you need to manage. What does that look like for participating in shows or in any kind of sponsorships in your market? We, um, as far as sponsorships, I guess uh, we, we do sponsor a couple of local sports teams, uh, the minor leagues, and that's been uh, you know great relationship. I think over the years, we have the San Jose Giants and the Santa Cruz Warriors. And in each of those cases, we have some, you know, kind of regular advertising, but we also sponsor their uh, mascots, which is kind of a cool and unique thing and, and gets out there uh, since they're usually out there, you know, star of the show for a good portion of the event. Beautiful. Well, I like so, it. Um, th- those are very fun uh, and I think mutually rewarding sponsorships that we have. Um, and, and then uh, as far as our general ad campaign, you know, we, we when we try not to advertise as much during the slower season, and then we'll start picking it back up once we get, you know, a month before the the busy season is going to start. This year is kind of an off year, like uh, like we mentioned, the it's basically summer out here in Northern California, and uh, so we're already in it. So um, we'll be getting some, getting probably moving that up a little bit. So, wow, awesome. Well, you guys are certainly have your head in the game, and you know, hopefully, we're ex- you're experiencing growth from all your activity. It looks like you are, obviously up to eight locations now any future growth plans for you we'll begin through the eighth uh, here and hopefully getting that store opened uh, prior or at uh, memorial day and then uh we'll see where we go from there excellent well robert h 
and Robert W. Pedersen. That's oh, that was a mouthful. We appreciate you guys being on the podcast today at Peer Talk. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Always great, Dan. Today's sponsor is Paige Sachs, Senior Internet Marketing Consultant with Reach Local. If your goal is to build your online presence, drive leads to your business, or manage the leads and engage your current customers, please give Paige a call at 650-678-9975. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.